What's up, everybody? This is Majet from Diva Girl Tribe, and you're listening to the Diva Girl Radio Podcast, the show that connects, supports, educates, and empowers people who want fun, unique, and diverse experiences in their lives and businesses. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me. I know you could have been somewhere else doing something else, but you are here turning in. I'm super excited to welcome our fabulous guest today. And our fabulous guest today is Elise Grant. Elise is a life coach and a relationship manager. Elise works with enduring women to help them put themselves first. Elise believes you should be yourself and self-consciously and without restraint. She will help you face your fears, set and accomplish your goals, and help you build the confidence you need to get to your happy place. So don't be so hard on yourself. You've you've been through a lot. That's her message, right? So I want to hear from Elise. Don't you want to hear from Elise? So Elise, welcome. Thank you for being here. Hello, and how are you? I am uh, very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. And um, I am looking forward to this conversation. It should be exciting <laughs> and and um, very informative, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, like, um, I'm curious how, like, like, tell us your story, because I know that you are, you know, like you, you sing, you rap, you're, you're, there's a creative part of you, right? Um, and, uh, and you're also a mother. Um, and yeah, like what I said earlier, a life coach, a relationship manager. So tell us a little bit more of your story. Um, where did, where did this all start? And then how you are here now and doing what you do? Sure. Yes, I am the jack of all trades and the master of all. Um, I am, <laughs> as you stated, I am a creative person. I am a mother. I am an account executive. I am uh, a relationship manager and and um, a life coach. And I used to rap. I used to sing. I used to dance. Um, and how I got started with life coaching is this is something that I've been doing all my life. You know, I'm just a very kind, open, compassionate person. I really care about people, specifically children and open and the older generation. Um, they would just gravitate towards me and people would feel so comfortable and um, just, you know, comfortable, but secure in my presence for some reason. And they would just, open themselves up, you know, these could be strangers, these could be cashiers, these could be, you know, VPs, CEOs, you know, my neighbors, and they would just tell me, you know, their, their biggest fears or, or their deepest secrets and challenges or things that they wanted to do. And I would just, you know, provide a listening ear and just talk and be kind, you know, to friends alike. And later down the line, I would learn that, you know, someone would reach out or see me again and say, hey, the conversation I had with you you actually helped me like save my marriage or you helped me, you know, um, get over a, a fear that I had, or you really, you know, helped me build myself confident. And, you know, I was just surprised because I'm just being myself, how I would treat, you know, anyone, but it just, it felt really good to know that whatever time and, and minutes and conversation, 
um, that I was having with people were, were, were changing their lives and I was having some impact um, for the better. And it wasn't until I want to say one of the uh, one of the worst times of my life uh, is when I decided to start life coaching was when I was actually going through a separation and another wood. Um, the pandemic had just started and they were quarantining everyone. Uh, my daughters were in high school and everybody was being moved to do school from home. And there was a depression, a recession, all of these protests going on. There was this election. The height of the world was just, it was just crazy. Right? I remember that time. I remember yeah, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you, yeah. Well, yeah, it, uh, it's like everything happening, like at the same time for you, it's like, not just the, literally the world is falling apart, but your world was falling apart too. Yeah. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. The world was falling apart. My world was falling apart. And I hadn't been, uh, you know, with my, my husband at that time for 17 years since I was 19 years old. So I hadn't known anything in, in my mid thirties other than that being a mother and being a wife. So that was the time where I said, you know what? I keep thinking about it. I'm just going to start, you know, my life coaching. Because I have enough life experience, I have enough education and, and, you know, and work experience that I could really help someone, you know, and financially wasn't something that I was concerned about. Like I didn't, I, you know, I wasn't doing it to um, receive money. It was something that I was passionately, you know, doing because I wanted to make a difference. In. So that's when I just started my IG page. That's where it was just like, you know, the saying, don't think about it too much. You just start somewhere. And that's what I started in. And it kind of just snowballed after that and just grew and grew so it, it started out of one of the worst times of my life but like the best thing was happening which was he becoming a life coach wow it's like that light at the end of the tunnel right like um yeah. and that's such a great example of what the word resilient means it's like um during that setback um during that um you know that hardship or adversity that's happening in your life um, you're able to come back um, and uh, and ready to help other people. Um, how was how was that transition for you though? Like, um, yeah, tell us a little bit more. Like, how did you decide that? Okay, because you have an IG and your IGs. We need to talk, coach. Like, how did you decide? Yeah. Like, okay, the people that I want to work with, the um, uh, how I want to work with them, and the you know the problems that I want to help them resolve. But, um, or, you know, or it's about relationship. Like, how did that come about for you? Sure. Well, the name We Need to Talk Coach derived from any time that you wanted to have or I wanted to have a serious conversation with someone. I'd either leave them a voicemail, I'd text them, or I'd tell them, we need to talk. Mm -hmm. And if you ever hear that from somebody, you know it's serious. You know, they, mm -hmm. they want to talk. Okay, we need, you know. So I was like, what other way to grab someone's attention is, you know, we need to talk. And, uh, you know, I added the coach because I'm a life coach, but everybody, you know, needs a coach in their life. You know, whether it's a basketball coach, whether it's a mm -hmm. life coach, whether it's your mom or dad being a coach, you know, someone mentors you or coaches you um, in some way. And the the women that I work with are predominantly African-American women, uh, youth, teens, and all ages of adult women. And um, 
I wanted to work with women who, who have endured, right, or who are enduring, who are going through challenges, who are learning to put themselves first, who may have come from poverty and low-income neighborhoods, who did not have role models in the household and had to, you know, kind of create their own path because there wasn't one. Um, young teens who may not know, you know, the, the power that they possess or the, the um, you know, the qualities that they may have, they don't know that they can be successful because they don't see it. You know, sometimes you're a product of your environment. And if you walk outside and all you see is, you know, garbage and, and abandoned houses and people standing on the corner and you don't see life, you don't see positivity. How can you get yourself into into a different state when that's all you see, right? So I wanted to work with women who were like me because I come from that background. I wanted, I, I just remember being a young teen and wanting more for my life and knowing that I deserve better, I want better, and what can I do to 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 achieve that? And I don't have anyone to go to to help have to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the, you you are the resource, you are the person that you needed you know and you yeah right and then now you are that person to those to to those people like to those women who are you know who are going through what you had gone through right and had experience so and and that is um it's a beautiful comeback right yeah yes i would say so and you know and it really just touches me because i know what i went through I know why I was able to come out of that and how to overcome obstacles and challenges. And I just want to, you know, let other women know, other other teens, you know, and other people know that I'm a living testimony. It, it can happen. You can do it. You know, sometimes you just need to look within yourself, but also look around because there's someone, you know, around that you could add so that you could look up to or that you could, you know, um, you know, just follow in what they do you know, positively, if it's something that, that, that you want to do, but the power is really within yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, um, when I, when I first, when we first connected, right, you have this, um, vibe is a good word for it. Or you have this presence. There you go. You have this presence of like, um, brightness and talent. Right. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and that's why when we connected, I'm like, oh, there, there's something about Elise, right? That's just, that's attractive, right? That's something that, you know, the, the, the vibe, the energy that you put out there, the presence that you have, it's confidence, right? But at the same time, um, like uh, confidence, but not, not it, it, modesty, maybe is the right word, but like it's not overwhelming. It's not pushy. It's like, it's just, it's, it's just a great balance of like presence and confidence. Um, and uh, I'm asking this question because, you know, with the adversities that you went through, the, the challenges that you have faced and, 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 you know, and came back from, like, where did you get this confidence from, this belief in yourself? Oh, wow. Well, first, I want to say thank you um, for the, the compliment and just your observation of me. I appreciate that. Wow, I just want to say that um, I've, I've just, despite and in spite of anything that I've ever gone through or anything that I'm going through, I just always strive to be my best self if I can, right? I just always wanted to be 
happy. Um, and I always wanted to make sure that I am filling myself up. And the majority of the time in my life, I feel good. I I seek out experiences that make me feel good. I do things that I like to do. I surround myself around people where the energy feels good. And that that is what makes me me and 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 confident and and have that presence. Um because I just, I don't feel good all the time. Like, it's not 100% I'm walking around right. bad things don't happen or things like that. But ultimately, I just, I feel good. And I like, I like myself. I love myself. Mm. I love the things about me. I really, really like Elite. I really do. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that is very important, right? And that is what you put out there, right? Believing in yourself, right? And, and really, like, uh, liking yourself. Right, it's truly important, I and mean, we can't expect other people to like us or love us and accept us if we don't if we don't love, accept, or like ourselves. Right. So, so yeah, I mean that's that's something that it's a great reminder to everyone that you got to learn how to like you first. And for you, you embody that, Elise. That's that's why you go into a room. You have this presence. You have this confidence, and you know people can sense that. Okay, this woman believe in herself and that is very attractive you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. yeah all right so speaking of spaces right uh where you walk in you're gonna be on the diva girl stage again right in our conference coming up i know this podcast will be out after the conference but you are gonna be talking about a topic that is super important but not a lot of people talk about on stages right and that topic is postpartum right and uh, you know like surviving postpartum so tell us a little bit more about that topic please sure um i'm really excited about uh great to stage again at the the beacon conference coming up in may and yeah so i have uh twin daughters wow that are currently uh 17 years old and the reason why I wanted to cover surviving postpartum uh, and your health and, and, you know, body positivity and um, body confidence and sexual confidence is because um, after, shortly after I had my twins, I was, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. Oh. And don't, nobody, actually no one knows this. Legit, this is my first time ever in life sharing this with people who are not my family. Um, so I was diagnosed with that. Um, and during that time, I, I believe I didn't get diagnosed with this, which I'm about to say, I believe I was experiencing postpartum depression, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the same time. And just to give, you know, people a little bit of information and autoimmune disease is a disease where the body's immune system attacks the healthy cells, right? And at the time, I was diagnosed with Graves' disease and also Graves' disease simultaneously with hyperthyroidism. Mm-hmm. And so my immune system, uh, which my thyroid, which is in your throat, would be an attack by my own body was attack- attacking itself, right? So it's like, who oh, is this imposter? We need to kill this. What is in the body? Almost the same way your body fights off a cold or an illness, right? Mm-hmm. And... So my body starts to produce too much uh, thyroid hormone, which increased my metabolism. 
And what I was experiencing during that time was um, heat sensitivity, um, dry throat, vitamin D deficiency, mental health uh, uh, challenges. Uh, my heart rate was beating while I was at rest over 100 beats, you know, uh, per minute. Um, I had low calcium. I had weak bones. I had stress. I had anxiety. My eyes were swelling up. My voice, as you can tell, is a little raspy. It's because I don't have a thyroid anymore. It was removed um, by radio radioactive iodine, mm. which is a radiation treatment. And this is all happening. I have, you know, my daughters are like two or three years old. Okay, I'm in my relationship with my then husband. You know, we move it. We we're in our new home. I have a great job at you know Pennsylvania Hospital. You know, got great benefits and everything. And here I am. You know, trying to get through the challenges of being a mother, having postpartum depression, now having this autoimmune disease that I know nothing about. Yeah. And you know, taking the different medications and everything else. You know that I needed to do and. Basically, the questions that I was asking myself and how I was surviving postpartum was like, well, whose body is this anyway? Because it doesn't feel like mine right now, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Who am I? What is happening to me? And how can I accept this, heal from this? And, and, and just, I just want to live. I just want to be alive for my daughters, for my new family, you know, to be at my job. And, um, the medical changes that came with that and, 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 um, the, you know, me being not liking my body already since I'm after, you know, having delivered twins, I had a C-section, um, and I was only 98 pounds prior to getting, uh, pregnant. And so I was mostly all belly. Uh, and, but after that, you know, as a woman, your body changes, your, your breath, your legs, your stomach, your skin changes, not as tight, my, you know, belly was, you know, dark. I'm in this, you know, relate, you know, my relationship, I want to make him happy. I want to make the kids happy. I wasn't eating properly. I wasn't sleeping properly. I am taking medication for this, this disease that is killing me. And it started to impact my everyday life, you know, going to work, I had to take a medical leave, how I showed up when my 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 children and how you know somebody unable to care for them in the way that I, I i need to or that i want to um i had sexual anxiety uh I, you know when it was time to be you know intimate with my husband i would have a panic attack because i you know i would be thinking about oh you know i'm 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 i'm, I'm sick i'm not feeling well you know i'm i'm skinny you know i'm sweating i you know the I'm exhausted from the kids. I'm, I'm, you know, working 12, 14 hour shifts. I, it was just so much. Um, I didn't know how to, to handle it. So that was a lot to endure, you know, not only just postpartum, but the illness, right? And the other part of that was me not knowing if I'm, you know, going to be, am I, am I being a good mom? Like I'm, I'm not thinking they're crying all the time. I'm, I'm, I, you know, am I doing the right thing that I, you know, that, you know, that I clipped their nails too, too, too hard. Or they, I couldn't even sleep because I would go in the room and check and make sure they were breathing every night. Like that's how much anxiety I had as a new mom. 
Um, had I had one daughter who had colic, okay, mm-hmm. and she would cry at the top of her lungs sometimes for no apparent reason, and just screeching, you know, for for minutes, right? Which would set the other twin off, and they both would be screaming at the top of their lungs. And it was a moment where they were screaming and crying at the top of their lungs, and so was I. Yeah. And we were all crying in the bed. I could not even care for them or or get to them to see what was wrong because I was just, I was just, I was burnt out, really. And the new mom was like, ah. so we're all crying. And what helped was that, you know, I called the nurse on the call because they told me that, no, there's no stupid question. So, you know, call at any time your new mom is fine. And I called in. And I said, listen, um, I really don't know what to do with them. I'm stressed. I really just want to leave them in the room by themselves. Um, I didn't want to harm them. I just, I could not quiet them. I did not know what they needed. I had already bathed them, fed them, burped them, played with them, read them a book, made sure they weren't hot, made sure they were full. I didn't even know what else there was to do with them. So the nurse said to me, strap them safely down in their coffee. You know, um, have them towards the door, crack the door, um, allow them to cry. And she was like, just take a moment and go outside the door and get some fresh air. She was like, they're safe. They're in the car seat. They're stretched. Yeah. Yeah. And that brought me back to reality once I got outside and got fresh air. And knowing that it was okay to take a break. It was okay to cry and not know what to do. Um, And I don't know if many women talk about that you know um, yeah uh, i agree oh uh, I, I i just want to um to to let you know that uh this story is totally resonating with me and i am sure we are not the only ones who had those moments we're in our kids are crying and for my for me just one daughter right and i found myself crying too like the first few days i was with her mm-hmm. um and then those moments no one talk about Right. And everybody talks about how wonderful being a mom is. And yeah, sure, it's hard. But nobody talks about those moments when we're alone, we're crying, and we don't know what to do. Right. And, 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 you know, and, and, you know, I was listening to you. It's like your, your nervous system was so dysregulated, right? With everything that's happening in your life. And then having to take care of these two human beings right, at the same time. And then, um, and for that nurse to, to remind you that, hey, let's take care of you first. Why would you go outside and, and take a breath, right? Instead of yeah. like, what? You can't take care of your two children? What? You can't keep them quiet? What? You can't, you know, like, it's not shame. And what that nurse did for you is like, hey, let's take care of you first. Why don't you go outside and take a breath? And, and it's such a great reminder of what moms need to hear more, right? Yeah. Yeah. The flawless thing that nurse said was, Take you can take a breath. You can go outside and take a break. It was the smallest thing, but it made the biggest impact. And you know, after taking that time to myself and coming back in, I, it was a reset for me. It was like, okay, all right, uh, you know, I have the tools that I need. Let let me, you know, go through all of the other steps of why they could be crying, and then let's give them let's get them to sleep. <laughs> um, um, and so you know that was a challenge, but. Another, you know, thing in it, you know, that, that, that I had a 
you know, challenges with and, and issues with was my body, you know, like, wow, this is not my body. This is not, you know, I was 98 pounds with five double zero and didn't have to wear a bar, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and here I am with this kangaroo body and, and, you know, I'm just like, whoa. So, you know, what happened over time was I kept complaining about my body and what I didn't like about it, you know, um, not, you know, wearing the most, you know, stylish clothes, not really feeling like I have time to be cute. I got to take care of, you know, these, these, these children and I'll take care of everybody else, but I'll just wear a sweatsuit and a hat and I'll be fine. But it started to impact, right, my intimacy. It started to impact my relationship. And what I started noticing was I was looking for my partner to build my confidence up. But I would ask him all the time, does this look right on me? Do you like my body? Am I still attractive, you know, to you? And I would do it so much that I realized it wasn't fair because I was relying on him to build my confidence up when if I wasn't happy with my body, I should have made a plan to change the things that I don't like about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that took years to do because I actually had to look in the mirror and was like, ill. I don't like my body and not ill like I'm gross, but I just I embrace my mom. Yeah, yeah, it just it just, it's, it's, it's the new me. It's the yeah. me, right? So what can I do to this new me and this new body to get it? to get it in a way where I'm satisfied with it. It doesn't have to be perfect, but what can I do? And so I started eating differently, started exercising, started wearing clothes that I felt cute and appealing and getting my hair done and my nails done. And I started asking him less and less what he thinks and taking the pressure off of him because if you're confident in yourself, your partner is going to be attracted to that. Yeah, you know, and you know, partners and men sometimes. Oh, I don't care what you look like. I'll always love you. I don't care what you got going on. I'll always be attracted to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that, but I don't feel great about it, and I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. That's why it has to start with us, right? And you yeah. know, um. And then again, with that message, right, that you're saying, it goes back to like, okay, let me take care of me. Like buying the clothes that will make you feel like getting your hair done, getting your nails done. It all, you know, it, it's all, it all goes back to taking care of yourself first, right? And maybe, yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited to have you back on the Diva Girl stage. And, and you know, and like what I said, yeah, this presence, this confidence that resonates and the audience love, right? Um, and uh, and this is a topic that a lot of women would love to hear from somebody like you. So I'm, I'm truly grateful that you said yes again to us. Oh, no problem. I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. And, you know, I, I didn't feel like I can cram, you know, every single part of my life in this fall, but, you know, <laughs> I tried to, uh, you know, just, you know, touch on the points that I felt were important with, um, you know, just body confidence, sexuality, anxiety, and, you know, dealing with medical challenges uh, yeah. and postpartum depression. Yeah, and that is something I want to say thank you, right, for you to be able to open up and share that story there's, it's such a powerful story and there's so much power in anybody's 
story, right? And for you to be able to share that with us today, like I appreciate you opening up and sharing that part because it's a big, it's a big part of why you are who you are now and why you do what you do, right? So I appreciate you opening up. Oh, you're welcome, and thank you for allowing me to feel safe enough to open up and share. Aww, aww. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you. <laughs> So we're going to go to a part wherein we get to know you a little bit more. And this is the part we call the rapid fire question. And I ask you a question and you have to answer with the first thought or with one word or, you know, one sentence, uh, you know, to the question that I have. Are you game? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right, cool. So here we are. So. Okay, I, I have so many that I'm like, I can't pick which one I want to ask. Okay, so I'll start with this one. Who is a famous person you would like to meet, dead or alive, and why? Okay, I'm going to say down for a little bit. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Really? Okay. All right, tell me. Well, you got to tell me why. Yeah. Oh, well, one, I feel like. Yeah, I, I like J-Lo. I like Jennifer Lopez. Um, I think she is uh, confident. I think she's a powerful yeah. woman. I think she can act and dance and produce. And um, she reinvents herself all the time and stays current on, on things. And when I see her interact with people with, I don't know her personally, but video, she always seems to be very, you know, kind and open and, and, and gentle. Yeah, um, yeah, she seems like a, a really empowered, powerful, uh, fashionable Yes. Uh, woman. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, take me with you when you meet her, because I would like to meet her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. One day, maybe. Yes. All right. Okay. Next question. Um, what is your biggest motivation for getting up in the morning? My biggest motivation for getting up in the morning would be I haven't met the goal, all the goals that I want to meet yet. In order for me to meet, yeah, in order for me to meet those goals, I got to get up because I have family goals. I have children goals. I have personal goals. I have financial goals. I have so many goals and I can't stay in the bed. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love that answer. Oh my God. Yeah. Like your goals gets you up in the morning, right? Motivate. Yes. I love it. I love that. I love that answer. Okay, last question. What do you love to be complimented on? Oh, I like when people say that they like my energy mm -hmm. and they like being around me. I, 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 I like that. Yeah, and that is so true. That is definitely you. Um, and that is a big compliment. Also, also. Well, Elise, thank you so much for your time and for your wisdom and for sharing more about yourself. Um, how can people stay in touch with you or do you have anything coming up that you would like our audience to take part of? Uh, sure. Uh, well, I can. you can reach me. Okay. I have a, a social media presence. I am on Instagram at we need to talk coach and i am also on facebook at we need to talk coach 
And I also have a website, which is www.weneedtotalkcoach.com. And on there, you can book me for a one-on-one life coaching session. You can book me or inquire about what different services I have, or if you'd like me to be a speaker at your next event, you can see my past work and learn a little bit more about me and, you know, my past and why it is I do what I do. If you are active on uh, social media, feel free to follow me, DM me on there. And there is also a link on my profile um, to take you to my calendar as well. Currently, I don't have anything coming up, but as you know, I'm still working on my goals every day. So the next time you hear from me, I will have tons. Just keep posted and stay on my page. I love it. Awesome. Thank you. And we will have all of those information about Elise on our show notes for the podcast. So again, I want to thank you. And but before I let you go, I always have our guests have the last words. So Elise, what would be your parting words to our listeners today? For all the listeners out there, I want to tell you to eat your dessert first and what that means is yeah just just choose to be happy just just put yourself first eat the dessert first you can do it it's, it's okay i promise i love it thank you for that message and with that we say adios thank you for listening we hope to see you at our upcoming events go to divagirltribe.com or follow us on instagram Facebook, and Twitter at Diva Girl Tribe. Become a member and join our Diva Girl 411 Facebook group.